Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Sunday, and uh, if you're with us for the first time, welcome to Elevation Church. It is great to have you here today. We've been spending a little bit of time talking about legacy and what it means, and what is legacy, and, and Pastor Gabby's just sharing about it, but it's our once-a-year offering where we give above and beyond our regular tithes and offering to sow into God's kingdom to see amazing things happen. And the last three or four weeks, we've been speaking about how uh, legacy is less about what we leave for someone and more about what we leave in someone. It's less about the the money we're going to leave for someone. It's more about the relationship with Jesus Christ that we want to leave in someone's life. And so uh, what is it that we want to leave that relationship with Jesus? So how do we do that? Well, we do that in many different ways. We can do that with our gifts. We can do that with our time. We can do that with our, our service. We can do that in our praise, in our worship, in our prayers, in our coming to church and all those things. But another way we can do that is with our finances and with our money. We can do that. And so today, uh, I'm believing that with generosity, we've been talking about generosity over the last period of time, that with generosity today, we're going to be a generous people to give to God's kingdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning. Uh, that we are here to meet with you. I think we already have. I pray you anoint these words, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Hey, would you open your Bibles this morning to Luke, Luke chapter 12. We're going to be spending some time there. And um, it's going to be a short message today. I'm not going to preach for a long, long time. So we should be out of here in about an hour and a half, two hours. No, no, probably about 15 minutes. But uh, here's what we're going to talk about. Let's get into it. Luke 12, verse 16. It says this, And he told them, this is Jesus, this parable, The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest, and he thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger barns, build, build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. I think we're all a little bit like this man, right? I think when we come into abundance, when we come into something extra, we think to ourselves, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to use this? What are we going to do? Like, for instance, maybe you, get a, you do your tax return, right? Taxes are coming up soon. Uh, maybe you're at work and your, your manager or your boss gives you a pay rise. Maybe you found an old bank account from when you were a kid. And uh, like even if there's only $50 in there, right? It's $50. And someone leaves us some money. We immediately think, this is awesome. This is great. What am I going to do with this? Like, how am I going to use this? What am I going to do with this extra that I have? Uh, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever been through the thought experiment of what you'd do if suddenly you woke up one morning and you found a check in the mail, like it was all legit, for a million dollars? Like, have you ever thought about that? I mean, today you'd think like, well, that's, not a, that's like a, not a lot of money like it used to be, right? So let's maybe $10 million. Like, has anyone ever done the thought experiment? Come on, we, come on, don't be religious and legalistic. We all have. We've all been like, oh, I wish I could win that Powerball, right? What, what would you do if you think, wow, this extra, and you go through what I would do, you know, bless my family or go on a holiday or buy a house or do whatever it is that we want to do. We start thinking about what we're going to do for it. And so, so at the moment, like probably I've lost a few of you all daydreaming about what it is you're going to do. If you had that money, just focus back on the message this morning, right now at this time. See, we start thinking about what we're going to do with it. And that's exactly what the rich man does. 
It's exactly what this man in his power does. He starts thinking, how am I going to do, what am I going to do with, these, with this abundance of crops? And he thinks to himself, I'm going to build some bigger barns. I'm going to build some bigger storehouses so I can store these crops that God has blessed me with. And there's this company uh, all over the world. It's called Public Storage. Say it with me, Public Storage. They make billions of dollars a year in revenue storing all the extra stuff that people have. They make billions of dollars a year of storing all the things that we can't fit in our homes. We have to hire a, 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 another box or a, 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 like a storage locker to put all our things in. I mean, maybe today I'm talking about that and that's you. You've got like a storage locker. It might be three meters by three meters. might be six meters by six meters. Ten, like, I don't know how much stuff you've got, but you've got the stuff stored at this place. And I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything bad with having things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those types of things. And even the rich man, his motives weren't bad. His intentions in that moment, they were good. See, is God against us having stuff? No, he's not. Is God against us investing uh, the finances that we have? No, I don't believe he is. Is God against us leaving an inheritance for our children? No, I don't think he is. Is God against us increasing our wealth, increasing our net worth? No, I don't believe that God has a problem with any of those things in the right place in our lives. God does, however, have a problem. He does have an issue with the attitude that the rich man has in wanting to build the bigger barns. Look what it says in verse 19. The rich man says, I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. He says, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I've got so much resources available. I'm just going to take life easy. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be merry. I'm just going to live my best life. I'm just going to go out there and just chill out and take it easy. He says to himself, you've got plenty. Just relax. Just take it easy. Just, just look after yourself. Just, just do those types of things. Eat, eat drink, and be merry. And 2,000 years ago, after Jesus told that parable about the rich man, there's still people today and perhaps ourselves thinking, hey, let's just take it easy. Let's just eat. Let's just drink. Let's just be merry. I have enough for me. I have, I have all these things. This is mine. I'm a self-made person. I've worked hard for this. I deserve this. This is all for me. I'm just going to eat, drink, and be merry. But church today, I want to challenge us. Church today, I want to encourage us. There is still much work to be done for the kingdom of God. There is still much to be done. There are still lost people who need the gospel. There are still schools that need to be impacted for Jesus. There are churches that need to be planted. There are universities we need to go into. There are still dreams in men and women that have not yet been fulfilled. There are ministries to start. There are communities to reach. Come on, there is still much work to be done. If anyone believes it, would you give God some praise this morning? There is still much work to be done to leave a legacy for Jesus in people. And every one of us, every single one of us has a window of opportunity in this life that we are here. While we are still alive, it doesn't matter how young you might be or how old you might be. We have an opportunity while we are still breathing to make a significant impact for the kingdom of God with our stuff, with our things. And so let's not say, let's take life easy. 
Let's eat, drink, and be merry. Let's just, let's just build some bigger barns. Matthew 6, verse 20, which we shared this already in the series, says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures. It says, Rather, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust, rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible says to store up treasures in heaven. He doesn't say to build barns for here on earth. It says to build barns in heaven. Just where neither rust nor moth can destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Today, as we come before God, as we come as a church, as we unite together, as we're all in together, we will bring our legacy offering. We're laying up treasures in heaven, and we're making an eternal difference. Come on, you've got to believe that this morning. Come on, when you have your pledge card and you give that this morning, I want you to be believing. I'm making a difference. I'm storing up something in heaven, souls for the kingdom of God. See, we're believing for pastors to be raised, for churches to be planted. Because of our giving, because of our faithfulness, because of our sacrifice. See, we're believing that people will be saved, baptized, lives transformed. Come on, am I the only person in this place that wants to see God move in, our, in their Melbourne West, in this, the western suburbs of Melbourne? See, there is a need in our community and further afield that they will be reached all because we have chosen to put God first with our things. Chosen to put God first with our stuff. Chosen to put our treasure where our heart is, and that is the kingdom of God. I've been talking to us, church, about how we should be praying to God about how God might be leading us to give in our legacy offering, and that if you're a couple or if you're married, you've got a partner to talk to them about what it is that you might be led by God to give. And so early this week, we were on the couch at home, and uh, we were just talking, Gab and I, about legacy, and hey, what do we feel God is leading us to give, and you know, the big question is how much are we going to give, right? Like every year Legacy comes around. Yeah, we all know, church, that uh, Legacy Sunday is going to come. And the big question is how much are we going to give, right? Like if we're being honest today, how much are we going to give? And so I had a figure in my mind. I had a figure in my mind and I, and, and I said, Gab, what do you feel like God is, is leading us to give? And, and the figure she came back with was bigger than my figure. I was like, What? You guys remember those um, Looney Tunes cartoon where the eyes pop out of the head and they go back in? That was me for a moment. My glasses went flying. And, and can I say this? My figure was already, was, I thought was already great. Like, uh, 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 my figure was already four figures. And Gab said, hey, I think that we should give this. And, and, and she said, five figures. And I was like, wow. And I was like, well, you know what? Hey, God, thank you for a faithful wife. A faithful woman, a woman who says, hey, God meets our needs. He supplies, he's with us. We can do this. I said, God, let's do this. God's always been faithful to us. And today, I don't share that to, to boast. I don't share that to maybe, you know, make you feel like you're being manipulated to give. That's not it at all. But I share that to let you know that anything that we ask you to do, we're doing it ourselves. So when I talk about us giving sacrificially, I'm not sitting there myself not doing that. I'm also, my wife and I, we are also doing that. Your pastors are giving sacrificially. Why? Because we're all in it. We're in this together. See, it's not enough for me just to come up here and preach a sermon. It, it, it's, it's, I also got to be sowing in faith as well. And so today that's what we're doing. See, 
Our treasure is sown into God's church for God's kingdom to be advanced. And the scripture says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And our heart today is for the church. Our heart today is for elevation. Our heart today is for you. It's for your children. Our heart today is to love you and care for you, to believe the best for you. Our heart is to be standing with you when you're celebrating and cheering you on. Our heart is to be a shoulder for you to cry upon when you're in a valley moment. Our heart is to be praying with you when you need breakthrough. Our heart is to be with you there when your children have gone away for Jesus. Our heart is for you and for God's church. Today, I want to say that we believe in you. We believe in this church. We believe in God. We believe He has called all of us to Elevation Church. You're not here by circumstance or happenstance. You're not here by coincidence. God has called you to be in this church for this season, for this time, for a reason to reach this great city of Melbourne. If the kids could come, that would be amazing. Hey, you got to tell someone this message. you got to say, hey, you missed an amazing message on Sunday. Tell them the podcast. Jump onto the YouTube channel. Share it with them. Uh, as I close today, there's a scripture that I love in the Bible. And I, I shared it in our, uh, our prayer meeting on Wednesday nights from Joshua. It's one of my favorite scriptures. You probably all know it. it's Joshua 24, verse 14. And the context is that uh, the Israelites have been into the land of the promised land. And they've conquered a large majority of it. And they've now come into a period of rest. And Joshua, he now gathers all the leaders. He gathers all the people, gathers all the men and the women. And he starts talking to them. He starts explaining to them about, you know, these are some things that God has done. These are some things that, that God did for us as a nation, as a people of, uh, of God. And, and then he says to them, uh, he brings them together and he says this now, Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. And today I just say to you, church, Today, serve the Lord fearfully, sincere, with sincerity and with faithfulness. You know, today I just ask you, if you're going to follow Jesus, if you're going to follow Jesus, follow Him with sincerity and with faithfulness. I mean, I mean, if you're half in and you're half out, the Scripture says God will vomit you out. You're either all in for Jesus or you might as well just be all in for the world. He says, as, he says, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Then he says, put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And maybe today, church, there's some gods, lowercase g, that we are serving. Maybe today, church, there are some idols that we have that we are worshiping above God. That we are putting in a place of the throne of our life when instead... We should be putting the Lord God in that throne room of our life. There are some, there's some idols that we might have. He continues on in verse 15. He says, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve. Choose who you are going to serve. He says, look, if you want to serve the gods back in Egypt, serve them. He says, if you want to serve the God." The gods of the Amorites whose land we are now in, you can serve them. But then he says this, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He makes a declaration 
into the spirit realm. He makes a proclamation to people who are beside him, who are in front of him, behind him. He says, whatever you do doesn't really matter to me because I have decided that I'm going to serve God. I have decided, me and my house, we're going to serve God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I I don't know what you're praying over your family, church. I I don't know what you're praying over your relationship, but I pray that you're praying. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve you, God. It doesn't matter what my brothers do or my sisters or my parents or my friends at work or my high school colleagues or my university mates. It doesn't matter where they go. It doesn't matter what my Christian friends who are living their life in a way that I'm not too sure. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. As for us in elevation, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not, we're not worried about what other churches are doing. We're not worried about what they're doing. We're deciding, hey, we're going to serve God. We're going to praise Him. We're going to, we're going to give, his, give, his, give, his, give Him our all. And you know, today, I remember growing up, my, my dad was a pastor. I remember growing up and there were many times in church where I used to say to dad, dad, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to always be at meetings? Why do we have to always be, you know, at someone's house? Why is there always someone coming around to our house? What, you know, why, why, why? I thank God that I had parents, godly men and women who said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. My, my dad said to me, hey, listen, I know sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we want to be doing what might be others might be doing. But I want to tell you something, Bronson. If you would give your life to Jesus, if you would come before him and say, I want to serve you, God, with all of my capacity, with all of my being, with all that I have. Bronson, can I just say to you, I can't promise you that your life is going to always be the greatest, but what I can promise you is there's going to be a strength in your life. There is going to be a power in your life. There is going to be a love that you will never experience from any human person. This name is Jesus Christ. And I don't know what you are doing in your family, and I don't know what you believe, but I want to say yes for me in my house. I'm going to serve the Lord. If there was a statement I want to live my life by, if there was a statement that I want to live, if there's a statement that I want my children to say, if there was a statement I want my grandkids to say, it is to say, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. And maybe today you're here in this place. As I talk about serving the Lord, as I talk about giving my all, and as I talk about having a relationship with Jesus, where He is my Lord and Savior, maybe today you've never You've never heard those kind of words being spoken before. Maybe today you're in this place and you're like, I don't know Jesus in that way. I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment to invite Jesus into your life, to experience what I experienced at a younger age. And then as I got older, I had to make that decision again to experience to experience what I have experienced in many times of my life, in every day of my life, the amazing presence of God. Today, if you want to close your eyes, see, we can serve the Lord in many different ways. 
We can serve the Lord with our time. We can serve the Lord with our gifts. We can serve the Lord in our prayers. And we can serve the Lord in coming around other believers and praying for them and loving them. We can serve the Lord in our church and with our testimony and telling people about Jesus and our energy and our zeal and our worship. And today we can serve the Lord in all those ways. But we can also serve the Lord today with our money and with our legacy offering. There's work to be done. There's a world to be reached. There are souls to be saved. It's going to take generous people like you, like the person next to you, like the person sitting in front of you. It's going to take families and couples. And today, church, we are laying up treasures in heaven. Today, we're going to see legacy made not for people, but in people through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, let's pray this morning. God, today, I thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that we would have a legacy mindset.